Pittsburgh Penguins just keep on winning, right? Good Tuesday evening to you all. I am, of course, Hunter Hodes, the host of the Locked On Penguins podcast. Comes every day, Monday through Friday, whether it's in the morning, afternoon, or in the evening. A lot of days when it is game day, it comes to you, you know, t- towards the late stages of the night. So you all can listen to on Wednesday. Then I'll, of course, have my other episode on Wednesday. We're going to fully recap this episode, this game against the Penguins this episode. On this episode, we will fully recap the game against the Blue Jackets, a 4-1 to win for the Penguins. They've now won 15 straight home games against the Jackets, 17 out of their last 21 against them, and also 16 of their last 18 against them. It wasn't the best performance, but you know it got the job done against one of the one of the bad teams in the league. For today's episode, we're going to get into Sidney Crosby and how he is having a wonderful season, why he should be getting a lot more national media attention right now alongside Jason Robertson for the Hart Trophy. Also going to get, get into Tristan Jari and his performance. We're going to touch on the power play, why it's really starting to turn some turn up, why things are starting to really turn around a bit, and so much more. So stick around for that coming up right after this drop. Your Locked On Penguins, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes, you want to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. You can also follow the show's Twitter at Eleanor Store Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. So your Pittsburgh Penguins get the 4-1 victory over the Columbus Blue Jackets. I said my preview, they kind of just have to show up for this one. And, you know, they did do a degree. I think they kind of took some parts of the periods off because it was, just, you know, it's an early December Tuesday night game against one of the worst teams in the league. You're not going to be really fully fired up for it, but... At the end, the Penguins were able to only surrender one goal to the Jackets. It came just a minute into the first period. The rest of the time, the final 59 minutes, the Penguins did not surrender any more goals. And they were able to quickly, you know, come back after that down first period, have a really strong second. And then the third period, you know, kind of, eh, you know, they're playing with a lead. They're playing a bad team. They're kind of like, okay, we're just going to coast here. And, you know, it worked against Columbus. Maybe it wouldn't work against one of the better teams in the league. But, you know, when you're playing the Jackets, which is the Penguins' little brother at this point, um, you know, it, it worked at that point. And um, also, <clears throat> I do apologize if I sound a little weird. Again, I am battling a, a small cold. It's funny. I moved to Pittsburgh last week, and I already have a cold. And, and this is the first time I've gotten sick multiple times in a year, <clears throat> probably for about a decade. So very weird that I'm feeling this way. But wanted to let you all know if you do, if you miss them on this episode that I am battling a little bit of a cold right now alongside my girlfriend. But um we're going to start out this segment with <clears throat> Sidney Crosby continues to lead the league in points at 5-5. I know recently I've been saying he's top three to top five. No, he is number one now in terms of five on five points among all NHL players. He continues to just tear it up. He is on almost on a 50 goal pace, well over a point per game. Top five in the league in points right now. He is a man on a mission and i think it's time people start realizing he is a serious hard trophy contender you look at the main players who you know are in in the point totals right now you know david posternak you know he's obviously up there connor mcdavid 
He's obviously his 48 points. Leon Dreisaitl has been great. Jason Robertson, in my opinion, I think he is the top player to beat for the Hart Trophy. Kucherov has been great. Pasternak, I already said. But, you know, outside of them, you know, Sid, yeah, 2.9 tonight. He He's tied for fifth with Pasternak. And he's 35 years old and he's playing like this. You know, the goal, the, the goal that he had tonight, um, or the two goals that he scored, just vintage Crosby goals. One, just diving for a rebound. I mean, that's just beautiful stuff. The other one, some people thought it was goaltender interference, but the big thing why it wasn't, I'll explain to you all right here. Um, the puck actually went over the pad. So when Merzlikens was going to the side, it's not going interference because it went over the pad and, and said he has no way of stopping himself there. Now, if it went around the pad, I think that would have been had a better a better case for going interference. But the fact that it went over and around or even under um, you know, they're not, they're not going to call that. I thought that was a kind of a silly challenge from Columbus. I mean, say Hail Mary, you shoot your shot with it, but at the end of the day, I don't think they were ever going to win that. And that was the goal that made, that made it three to one for the Penguins. He just continues to tear it up this season. And, you know, I said this on my Twitter, I'll keep saying it now. Why is he not getting the national media attention that he usually gets? Can someone answer me that please? Would love to know. Uh, I understand Jason Robertson's playing amazing. He is on a steal of a contract with the Dallas Stars. I think he's the Hart Trophy favorite right now. I understand Connor McDavid almost has 50 points and we're all not even to Christmas yet. I understand Leon Dreisaitl is almost there too. I get David Posternak is on a goal scoring machine and the Boston Bruins are an absolute uh, wrecking ball this season, but the Penguins would not be where they are right now. Winners have eight of their last 10. Winners of 10 of their last 14 without the play of their captain. Point blank, case closed. And he had a little bit of a, a a slow streak a few weeks ago where, you know, some people were a little concerned. I'm like, guys, it's it. I, I even talked about it on my show. I said, you know, he's going to pull himself out of it. He always does. He was playing well before that. Sure enough, he, he, he has a few bad games, comes out, and it's just a house on fire. And he continues to be the heart and soul of this team, as he always is. So I hope that he starts getting more national attention for the heart, for the Ted Lindsay, for other awards, because right now he is playing some of the best hockey I think I've ever seen him play. And as far as, you know, this team will go as far as, you know, he takes it, Chris Tang takes him when he comes back, and, of course, Evgeny Malkin. They, they, they're not going to go anywhere without the three-court players, and they're obviously led by Crosby. Power play, he's been better. Five-on-five, five, he's been a wrecking ball. Doesn't matter what situation he is in, he's continuing to play elite-level hockey. And it's time more people start noticing it. Um, I just, I, I just get wild by him on a nightly basis at this point. The fact that you know he's halfway through his thirties and he's playing like this, thirty-five points in what twenty-six games. I mean, that's just crazy. You know, he, you know, he already has. Um, if I go to um, the, the goal leaders uh, here, uh, real quick, Sid came into this game, <clears throat> thirteen goals, right? He's now tied for eighth with Miko Rantanen, actually tied for seventh, excuse me, with Miko Rantanen and Andre Thatchnikov. He's only eight off the lead from Jason Robertson, Connor McDavid's after that, Bo Horvat, Drysaddle, Pasternak. He's actually only two goals away from being fourth in the league in goals among all NHL players. Again, he is on a 45-goal pace right now. Just excellent stuff from the Penguins captain and... I'm just super thrilled at the level that he's playing right now. That's why I really wanted to lead off the show 
talking about Sid because he was everywhere on the ice tonight. Gets those two goals. You know, is great on the power play defensively. Was breaking up some key uh, plays when Columbus was coming down the rush. He is on top of it right now, and it, it's really a joy to see. So, want to shout out Sid. Great performance yet again. I think I'm I'm sure that's going to continue, and hopefully that does start more people talking about him. To say the least. I know I've said that about five thousand times in the last what eight minutes that I've been talking about Sidney Crosby at this point, but I really do think it needed to be said. So another excellent performance from the captain, and he'll have a, he'll have a chance to up those totals when the Penguins go to Buffalo on <clears throat> Friday, and then they come home to play the Sabers on Saturday. So that wraps up this segment of the Lockdown Penguins podcast. Coming up in the next segment, we're going to get into the power play and how it's really starting to turn things around, things that I'm noticing with it, and some other player performances that I really uh, noticed tonight. But before we get to that, at Lockdown Penguins, we believe homes should be where you and your family feel safest, especially over the holidays. This season, give yourself and your family the gift of peace and protection with the number one rated home security system, Simply Safe. And right now, Simply Safe is offering Lockdown Penguins listeners, you all, 40% off a new security system. But do not put this off. Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by U.S. News and World Report. That is a third year in a row. In an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agents use fast protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real so you can get higher priority police response. It is whole home security with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door. You also have HD security cameras for inside and out. There are smart ways to detect motion that alert you only when a threat is real. And there's even hazard sensors that detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. Do not miss your chance to save big on my favorite security system. You can get 40% off any new system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL today. Again, simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. There is no safe like Simply Safe. All right, we're back here on this episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at Elmer's Penguins. And, of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. I swear, man, I forget so many times to drink my water for this show. And, you know, it really does make a difference because I don't sound like a complete moron most of the time. Um, Anyways, power play. Um, over the last week, you know, it's been really starting to go on. I guess a small heater. They've been getting at least one power play goal in you know, each of their last few games. They got one against Vegas last week. Got one tonight against the Jackets. I believe they got one against the Blues as well. So the last few games that they played, starting to see the power play heat up. And I think it's a combination of factors. You're finally starting to see them not go backwards to go forwards. They're kind of cutting out that drop pass at least a little bit. The zone entries have also been a lot more flawless. I think that the top players... They're not being forced to the perimeter of the ice near the boards where, you know, the penalty kill units, it, it, they were just watching tape on it and like, oh, we all know how bad their zone entries are. We're just going to force them to the uh, to the edge and we're going to get the puck from them. We're just going to keep clearing it down or potentially get shorthanded opportunities. So far, these last few games, that has not really happened. Penguins, they've been a lot more careful, I think, with the puck. They've been getting the zone, zone with ease. They've been ripping it around the net to the point where Jeff Petrie has been, and he's been getting it over to Malkin, which really set some th- things up. Who gets it to Crosby, who's kind of at that right circle to below the net, and then you know the cycle really starts at that point. I also do like that Petrie's really starting to shoot the puck a lot more at the point. I understand that some people don't like Crystal Tang when he's, he's hesitant to shoot from there. 
you know, I, I think he was starting to shoot a bit more before he had that stroke. At least that's just how I saw it. But honestly, I could say everyone outside of Petrie is really starting to shoot it more. And I hate being one of those people that's always like, shoot it, shoot it, and all this other garbage. I just, you know, I, I, I hate that part of, the, of any any fan base in hockey. I think it's just a annoying thing to hear when you're at the games and stuff they're like shoot it it's like don't you think they're trying to set up with the shooting lanes and stuff but you know it really is kind of as simple as that at times where you know they were overpassing when they were struggling it looked like a dead unit now they're not overpassing as much and they're able to you know see the clear shooting lanes and they're getting the puck to the net and some of the other players are there to clean up the garbage so you know and case in point tonight with the penguins power play goal you know at the puck Gets to the front of the net. Sid is right there in Merzlikin's, um blue paint. Puck goes off him and in. The Penguins make it 3-1. to one. Those are the kind of dirty garbage goals that the Penguins have been lacking, I think, on the main advantage. There's not getting enough traffic in front of the net, no matter who they're going up against. <clears throat> and I think so far, these last two games, you're starting to see that more heck is very competent. He was doing that in the last couple of games when he had four goals in those games. Um, <clears throat> you know, Brian Rust, he's been doing it as well. He had another goal tonight. I'm going to get to that in just a second. But, you know, I do think that's another big part of it is that, you know, they're going to the net, they're creating havoc, traffic, whatever you want to call it, and it's making, you know, life on the opposition a lot tougher. Again, the overpassing, I think, is starting to go down a little bit. I already talked about the shooting. The zone injuries have been better. And, you know, when you combine all of that and when the players are getting the looks that they can get, you know, it's a more cohesive unit. And, you know, it was funny. I, I touched on an episode last week for those that, you know, that, that did not listen. Jake Ensel spoke after the game against Vegas. I, I believe he spoke to Josh Yelley of The Athletic, and he said they were looking into some analytics about the power play and how last season they were top five in the league and, you know, just screens and net front traffic. But this year, their analytics are telling them that they've been in the bottom half of the league. And he thinks that was one of the main reasons why the unit was struggling. Sure enough, Two more games later, you're seeing them get more traffic. You're seeing them get at least one power play goal per game against the Blues, the Knights, and now the Blue Jackets. So, you know, I think that definitely is a big part of it. And, you know, I'm really impressed with how that unit is looking right now. I think it will be the same whenever Latang decides to come back. And speaking of Tanger, great to see him back on the ice today, full equipment and everything. I do not know how he is skating just a week after he had a stroke, and especially in full equipment, ripping shots in the net, but that just shows how dedicated he is to this sport. I do think that he's going to come back at some point this season. Don't know when. He's out definitely, but you just want to pass that along to you all in case some of you are not on uh, social media. But, um, I, again, I, even if when Latang comes back and Raquel is on that unit, you know, I think you're, you're going to see the same kind of results at this point. I think Latang is the better power play quarterback than Petrie. Yes, Petrie is getting the puck a lot more to the net, but – Again, I think Latang was starting to do that before, um, you know, he had his situation. So, really good stuff, I think, from the power play lately. Um, just been really impressed with it as a whole. Um, Brian Rust, another player that really stuck out to me tonight. He had, he gets another goal goals in back to back games now for the Penguins and someone who has badly needed to get off the snob, you know, or the you know, or the you know, you you all know what I'm trying to say. I just totally butchered that. Um, statement, but you know what? It's 1030 at night here. So, you know, I'm going to let, let, let it go. You know, someone who's just been bad, you know, badly trying to, you know, get out of some poor play that has really plagued him this season. And, you know, he's been in this situation before, you know, he's gone goalless in a lot of games, comes back, scores, 
eight goals in the next 10 games, eight goals in six games, something like that. So would not be surprised if you see him go on a heater here, goals in back-to-back games for him. Um, he he tends to do that as a player. But, you know, really nice goal um, to open the scoring in the second period to tie the game before the Penguins were able to um, blitz Merzlikens a little bit in those next couple of minutes to make it a 3-1 to one game. And then the Penguins would obviously eventually win the game. Uh, four to one. Uh, Teddy Bluger, he gets the empty net goal. That was hilarious how it went, to be honest. Hey, Merzlikens is getting pulled. Bob Barry is having, it's just, his Labrador retriever brain is just going crazy. Like, well, they got to pull him now and all this stuff. I'm like, Bob, we get it, man. You said it about 10,000 times. Bob, we love you. You're a national treasure on those broadcasts, but I, I think we get it, man. <laughs> he's just, he's a character. Uh, telling them to pull the goalie. They eventually do. Penguins get the puck out. Merzlikens is not able to get a save on the first one. Bluger is able to get the rebound, and Merzlikens dives across, not able to get it, and the Penguins uh, skate out with the 4-1 to victory. victory. Um, and speaking of that, that came as, I believe that counts as a shorthanded goal, um, if I recall correctly. Really nice job by the Penguins um, on the on the penalty kill tonight. They held the Jackets to, what, 0-4, for 0-5. Really solid job, I think by them you know the, the pk is starting to turn some things around a little bit after a bad uh, game against vegas heck they were already playing well heading into that game so they're just getting back to how they used to be i think i should clarify myself on that but you know the prior you know five six seven games you know vegas has a very good power play and they're going to do that to a lot of teams but last couple of games the pk has just been a lot better um which is good to see tristan jarring i think that first goal nice shot by Goudreau, but I think one that, you know, Tristan should have, I think it came from an area of the ice that, you know, I don't think a goal scorer should be scoring. I understand Johnny Goudreau, he has a wicked release, but so I think that's one he has to have. Outside of that, though, played really well throughout the remainder of the game, made some 10-bell saves, a couple uh, of which were on Patrick Lane, especially late in the third period and, and in the second period. I think there was uh, one situation where Jeff Carter just gave the puck to Lane for for no reason, and Lane um, went between the legs with his stick, Shoots it, and Jari was able to make a really nice save there. Didn't have to move that much, wasn't playing too deep in his net, and that really nice job by him. And overall, I think a stellar performance from him outside of that goal. I, I, I want that kind of wacky goal to, to just cut out of his game a little bit, but overall, another strong performance. You know, he's starting to really turn some things around as well. Those are the main player performances that I thought really stood out to me uh, tonight. Evgeny Malkin, I thought, was galloping as well. What he did to Jack, Jack Roslovich on the on the uh, right half wall on the power play, which led to this the second Crosby goal, just dangled him inside and out. I'm like, whoo, okay, Gino. <laughs> he just sent him into the shadow realm on that one. That was really sweet. Got the puck to the point. Puck's able to go to Crosby to make it three to one before the Jackets failed their goaltending uh, goaltender interference challenge. I thought he was galloping all night. Could have had a goal or two. He's playing at a very high level right now. Uh, as well, there was a scary injury situation. Jake Gensel went into the boards pretty hard with his shoulder. Looked eerily similar to the one uh, to the injury that he suffered. Remember, 2019 going into 2023 years ago, that was the COVID shortened season. When, um, funny enough, I was there for that game. He scores the goal. Help, uh, shoulder goes right into the boards. He comes up clutching it. I'm like, well, that's his call. Around. Sure enough, he was out for the remainder of the season before he came back in August, and we all know what happened there. Thankfully, the injury—it's nothing—it's nothing close to that serious. He was able to come back, come out on the power play. You know, he's fine at this point. So, those are the main individual player performances that I thought really stood out to me. Coming up in the final segment, we're going to get into what the numbers said. 
for this game and why, you know, I do think the Penguins have another, you know, gear to get to in terms of their play overall um, for the remainder of the season. So stick around for that coming up after these messages. All right, I'm back here in this episode of the Lockdown Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LRSO Penguins. And, of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. So, all right, pardon me. Tonight, the Penguins, overall, in that first period, I thought the Jackies really took it to them, to be honest. And, you know, that was, you know, made very clear by the shot attempts. 65% of them at 55 were from the Jackets. Uh, high danger. They had four high danger chances to one for the Penguins. Scoring chances were even, but they did have 56% of the expected goals overall. But then after that, the Penguins took it to them in the second, third period. They kind of slacked off a bit when they had the lead. So, um, you know, it's it, you know two kind of mad periods, and the fact that they still won the game four to one just goes to show how you know good that they're playing. Right now, the Jackets at 5-5, though. They did control 55% of the shot attempts, uh, but the Penguins did control 54% of the scoring chances. High danger, it was close to even, but they also did control 55% of the expected goals. So the Jackets had more of the attempts at 5-5, but the Penguins had the better of the chances and the better of the expected goals, which is good. If you go to all situations, Penguins, um, uh, the Jackets had 56% of the shot attempts at all situations. Scoring chances, the Penguins led 51.5%. High danger, the Jackets led, but the Penguins did lead in expected goals 52 to 48. So, um, tale of two stats, kind of the Jackets were leading in you know, shot attempts at high danger, but the Penguins were leading in scoring chances and expected goals. Overall, I think this was a fine performance. You know, I, I don't think they wowed me, but you're 4-0-1. You got two more massive points you're tied for third right now in the Metropolitan Division because the Islanders just lost six to four to the Blues tonight. Um, and speaking of, I just got an alert that Shane Wright got his first NHL goal, so congratulations to him. Um, and the Penguins actually leapfrog the Islanders because they have a game in hand on them. So 14-8-4 versus 16 and 11. Penguins also one point behind the Carolina Hurricanes for um second place in the Metro. So, you know, really strong stuff yet again. But again, I do think this team has another gear to get to. Yes, they've been playing great hockey lately. They've won eight of their last 10. They've won 10 of their last 14. But, you know, and they haven't had that, you know, truly spectacular 60-minute performance, you know, in a couple of weeks, I would say this one. I mean, St. Louis was close enough, I would say, but tonight definitely wasn't. I think the Vegas game, you know, I thought they took it to them for the most part, but I did think Vegas had a couple of times where they really did push back for, you know, more than just a few minutes. Um, but I'm still waiting for the Penguins to go on, you know, a bigger heater here where they're really controlling play and, you know, beating teams down for 60 full minutes. I don't think they've gotten there just yet, but I'm still really encouraged with what I'm saying right now. And at the end of the day, the results are what matters. You know, even though they're not playing their best, best hockey right now, they're still getting the results. And, you know, they're still playing like a good team. And, you know, we'll have to see what they can do on Friday when they will take on the Buffalo Sabres. That is when, you know, I think they could really take it to a team like that. The Sabres have not been good this season. The Penguins, they did play them once. They had that 3-1 to lead coming into the third period. That's when they allowed five unanswered goals and lost to Buffalo. But so far this season, the Sabres, they're eight points out of the final playoff spot. They're 11-13-1 and and overall. Their goaltending stinks. Their defense is okay. Their top six is fine, but they have no forward depth outside of that. 
you know, I think that's I think it's a back-to-back where Penguins could easily sweep, but we all know the Penguins have had a lot of trouble with their back-to-backs this year. They're one and four and one on the second half of a back-to-back. But um, we'll have to see. I'm gonna preview both of those games um a little later on this week for you all. So, you know, fine performance. Don't think it was anything special, but at the end of the day, wins are all that mattered, and the Penguins are in third place right now. And I do think they're gonna reach that next level here pretty soon. The demise of this team was greatly exaggerated. They are playing some good hockey. And, you know, I think it's only a matter of time before that, you know, gets even better uh, for this team. And the Penguins also 4-0-1 versus Metro versus Metropolitan Division teams playing their division very well. So far, points, uh, they have 9 out of 10 points in those games. But that'll do it for this one for the Lockdown Penguins podcast. Really appreciate all of you listening to it. Don't think I missed anything else from this game, <clears throat> at least not, not for my notes here. Yeah, I think I've said everything I needed to say for this one. If I did miss anything, you know, let me know in the comments on YouTube. You can send me a DM on social media and all that stuff. But again, thank you all so much, so much for listening. Of another episode for you all on Wednesday. We'll talk about other things relating to the team. Then Thursday, we will preview the game against the Sabres. And then Friday, I'll have a full game recap for you all. So again, thank you all so, thank you all so much for listening. And I'll talk with you all on Wednesday.